This week's specials is fine furniture, a patio set for $4.99, a complete living room for $8.99, and all the murder you can handle. <laughs> Cue the music. Hi guys, welcome to Bourbon and Blood. I'm Daniel, and I'd like to introduce my wife. Yes! Yeah, guys, we got married. <laughs> yeah, since the last episode, we got hitched. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'm married. I'm Anne. Yeah, I'm Anne. <laughs> Mrs. Danny. Um, just also want to apologize. Uh, I was very ill, and <clears throat> maybe coughing a little bit, so I'm going to try and edit. Like, we're going to try and edit. All of my coughing fits out, but just in case one makes it, I apologize. So this week we did Hiding Go Shriek, a 1988 horror movie that our friend, Aunt, friends Andrew and Bridget were both raving about. Mm-hmm. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, question mark, indeed. Um, Hiding Go Shriek, let me just give a brief little Go for quick it. synopsis. So, eight graduated teenagers are ready for a night of fun, and they go to the one guy's dad owns a furniture store, and so they're like, oh man, we're totally gonna go party here tonight, get drunk, and have sex, and play hide and seek. So they like lock themselves in, but guys, something bad starts happening, they start dying, because someone's killing them. Who could it be? Let me just say this is the cheesiest party ever. Because they had like, hey, we're not eating till this time. We're not going to sleep till this time. Yeah. We're going to play hide and seek. Well, and I also want to ask, too. Okay. So, Brian, I think that was his name. The the owner's son. Yeah. He was like, guys, you can't mess anything up. We can't, like, we can't mess anything up. My dad's going to kill me. <laughs> it's not his dad who kills him. But <laughs> Brian dies, guys. Brian dies. Um, But, like... So at the very beginning, before they even get to the store, the girls are getting, they're all meeting at the one house, and they're like, oh, what did you tell your mom? Oh, I said I was at your house. Oh, I said I was at your house. Well, what if they call here? Oh, her parents are out of town. Why didn't you guys just stay at the girl's house whose parents were out of fucking town instead of having to go worry about, like, getting murdered and ruining Brian's dad's furniture store, find furniture? <laughs> It was it was very fine furniture. Um, also, guys, fine furniture filled with mannequins. Filled. He, he makes a point. Brian was like, my dad likes to put some mannequins up to make it look homely. That is the most mannequins I've ever seen. That's like a mannequin store. It's not a furniture store. It's like, a mannequin store with furniture as Fuck props. Macy's, who has mannequins everywhere at this place. Oh, no, there were mannequins... It seemed like they were multiplying, too. Because, like, at the very beginning when they got there, you saw, like, one, two. Like, they were just kind of around. But then they were just like, oh, there's five in a room all of the time, all of the sudden. Speaking of mannequins, 
What about that serial killer who had mannequins all around his indoor pool? I was thinking uh, about this the whole time. What's his name? Her Baumeister or something like that. So this real life serial killer mm-hmm. had a giant house with a pool, like a An pool indoor room. pool. And surrounding the pool, he had mannequins everywhere and he would take other young gay lovers up there and like strangle them or murder them. Mm-hmm. This is a seriously real But this one. guy was also like... A successful married businessman with two children. Like, he... Oh, my God. You guys, you should you should research this case because <laughs> it's really interesting. But, like, all the freaky mannequins. He had mannequins, like, surrounding his pool, dressed and posed like they were hanging out, just chilling. <laughs> oh, God, that's so gross. Speaking of killers, so before we meet all these rambunctious teenagers, we meet... The hooker killer is what I titled him. Yeah. Because I didn't know. So it's like an intro scene where he's putting on lipstick and eyeliner and makeup and all this stuff. Then you he don't goes, see his face, though. No. He drives around, which is, he's not even that important. I don't know why he didn't see his face. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. But he, like, drives up and all these, like, street prostitutes were like, nope. They're sex nope. workers. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sex workers were like, nope, I'm not getting in that car. Nope, I'm not getting in that car. Then Trust one, your instincts. The one he points at is like, totally game. He has sex with her in an alleyway and then stabs her as he's doing it. That is just like DNA everywhere. But this is my question. I mean, this is the guy who's killing everyone, guys. Yeah. Um, don't you think that's what he was sent to prison for? Was for murdering prostitutes? Probably. See, that's what I got out of that. Because... There, what's the fucking point to that whole entire first scene? Yeah, actually, it didn't need to be there so at all. So to me, I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's why he was in prison. But, like, if you're in prison for killing prostitutes, you're not going to get out in six years. No, good behavior. For murdering somebody? <laughs> good no. behavior. So then we meet no. the teenagers, and I've never seen anyone have so much fun as they do Holy, in a minivan. You guys, this... Uh, the 80s, the 80s fashions on these fucking teenagers. Well, I mean, I say teenagers. They looked like they were about 30. Yeah. Um, It was like full out 1988. The one girl had these like stegosaurus, like, not stegosaurus, brontosaurus, dinosaur earrings. They were huge. Like... My son has dinosaur magnets on our refrigerator, like giant dinosaur magnets. They were roughly the size of those. Do you want to make those into earrings now? I would love to make (laughs) those into earrings, but it like scrunchies everywhere. Just oh, huh, horrible, horrible. So they go and they stay the night in a furniture store to party, like Anne said earlier. What other movie does someone sit night in a furniture store and it goes terribly bad? Chopping Mall. And Chopping Mall, if you have not seen it, is a hundred times better than this. Yeah, it really is. It because re- it's it's robots. It's guys. robots who are security guards that are murdering all the teenagers that stayed in the the thing. But this is this isn't Chopping Mall. Watch Chopping Mall after this if you have not seen it. Yeah. So Brian's dad has hired. Hired a new laborer. Ex-con. Fresh out of prison. Snake tattoos all over. He's a rough... 
He's a rough guy. He's a rough guy. But the best fucking worker Brian's dad has ever had, right? He's actually a pretty good guy. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he just wants to eat his fucking green, green onions, onions and in peace in the basement. So he lives at the store. Um, you're kind of led to believe that this fella's maybe the one killing them in the beginning. It's not, you guys. And like... So Brian's dad and one of his coworkers are just like talking shit about this ex-con. Brian's like, right in dad front of him. was not. Brian's oh, dad was defending him, and you know what? I agree with Brian's dad. Yeah, he me too. Like his one employee was like, I, like right in front of him. I don't know. This guy just got out of prison. I just can't believe you'd hire an ex-con right out of prison. And Brian's dad is like. No, you know what? He's a great worker. He he did his crime, but he served his time. He got out with good behavior. You know, like, he deserves a chance. Good job, Brian's dad. Yeah. Good job. He's the real hero, hero of this movie. How did the cops get into the building? Well, Brian's dad oh, was there, too. But everything was locked with, like, chains from the inside. Oh, that is a good point. Plowhole! <laughs> That's the, yeah. I'm bringing the movie down. This is the biggest furniture store ever, is my next note. I mean, all furniture stores. Like, if you go to Art... three to four floors. If you go to Art Van, though, like, that's a big furniture store. Do you know what I would love to do? Stay the night in Ikea. Stay home. I know! Oh, my God. I wasn't even even thinking of Ikea. I was thinking of, like, a furniture store. (laughs) Like... Ikea? Yeah, but that's already set up perfect. Ikea has fucking cinnamon rolls. <gasps> yeah, they do. What if Ikea was open 24 hours? Do you think in Sweden? Do you think in Sweden Ikea is like Walmart or Meyer and it just is like open 24 hours? You can just go whenever <laughs> you meatball. want. There's just like a bunch of like drunk high kids wandering around it's Ikea. Like three in the morning. Like three in the morning? <laughs> oh, I need a what is those shelves called? A, a flugelschmorgen. They're, they're the weirdest names. You're right. It yeah. is. I mean, it's I guess like, it's Swedish. It's like Rosen Island shit. <laughs> Everything is named after something that she said in Golden uh-huh. Girls. Wait, where is Rosen Island's hometown? Why am I drawing a blank? Um, Saint Olaf. They should change IKEA's name to Saint Olaf. Oh, we that should would start. That would be precious. We should Start. Let's start calling Ikea St. Olaf. No. Oh, what? No, we should start a knockoff Ikea called St. Olaf. And name all the furniture after all the stuff that she talked yes! about in Golden Girls. Yes! Oh my goodness. Precious! Precious! We could sell her little sweaters and stuff, too. These people, like we said earlier, decided to play hide-and-seek. And not just, like, a couple minutes of hide-and-seek. This is, like, serious hide-and-seek. I played hide and seek with the kids here, and I get tired after like ten minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I think it would be pretty fucking fun. Well, it would in be a in a giant, giant store. So, like, when I was a good, youthful, wholesome, church going gal, See what? we did like lock ins at our church where it was like a, ch- a sleepover at church and everything, and we would like play hide and seek in the entire church. And our church was huge, like, like. My church was gigantic, and I knew all the fucking little hidden rooms and secret stairways and nooks and crannies. It was awesome. Like, I love exploring buildings. When I was a kid, I lived at a lake with a bunch of, like, especially during the summer, there was a lot of kids there because lake houses. I was a year-round kid. But we would 
play this game called it's it's basically just flashlight only it's not tag it's hide and seek Mm -hmm. and we played at night where everyone has flashlights and you would hide all over the lake like on people's roofs underneath people's houses oh my god like it was uh, i think we had like 20 kids at one time and like people were just hiding in the weirdest places under cars and stuff it's so fun it was amazing it's one of those childhood memories that like i'll never i remember climbing up into like a pine tree and being sticky and staying up there for like a half hour and like oh my god it was amazing okay whenever i play hide and seek not now but when i was little but probably now this would probably (laughs) still happen like every time i was hiding i would always have this insane urge to like i have to go i have to pee right now like i have to pee so bad like every time i hide it's just like you oh, you're go. sitting still? You gotta go you gotta in the bathroom right now. So let's play a game at this point. Okay. I'm gonna name some childhood games. Okay. Like, like Hide and Go Shriek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to give me a short horror movie plot on how they go down. Oh, did you guys just hear me crack my knuckles? Can you enhance that when you edit it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> in this segment called Make a Horror Movie. <laughs> First one, Mother May I. Oh, um, a mom teaches her kids how to be serial killers, and they have to, like, obey her code of rules. Okay. Freeze tag. Ooh, freeze tag. <laughs> hmm. Okay, a murderer. Let's see. It has to do, he's a butcher. He's a butcher, and he has a big walk-in freezer. Um... And he tags you. <laughs> I have a quick question before we keep going. Is Mother May I basically just Simon Says? I've never played Mother May I. No, Mother May I... Okay, so Mother May I, it's like... There's one person standing with their back to everybody else, right? And somebody's like, Mother May I take five steps? And you say, you may. And you go four steps. But... Sometimes people will like sneak up, sneak up, or you can say you may not, and then turn around and catch somebody walking. But if somebody gets to you and tags you, then oh, that's creepy already. All right, heads up, seven up. Oh shit, that is somebody. Okay, that's somebody who is decapitating seven people. Seven, seven who? I mean, I don't want to go seven because that already has heads and sins, but. Let's say the movie Seven doesn't exist. So, <laughs> Heads Up, Seven Up would be the heads of everyone who's committed a mortal Do you sin. think they should rename Seven to Heads Up, Seven Up? I think they should redo the entire movie. <laughs> heads Up, Seven Up. But without Kevin Spacey. What's in the box? But without Kevin Spacey. That's true. Because you up perv, Kevin Spacey. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. Hopscotch. Ooh. I know. How do you make that into a horror movie? Kids playing hopscotch, they land on the six, right? Whatever. <laughs> and when they fall, they when they land on that one, they fall into like an evil realm, and there's ghosts and demons, and they're gonna they get stuck. That takes a dark turn. <laughs> Ready? Mm-hmm. Double Dutch. That is about two Rastafarians. <laughs> Who 
kill people with various means of marijuana. I like to think it's Al Bundy because he was in the movie Dutch, which I love, but it's two Al Bundys and they're murderers. Double Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that could work too. That could work. Last one. Kick the can. Kick the can, kick the can. Okay, that's a movie about, um, hold on. While you're thinking, I was thinking, a guy kidnaps kids and puts them into metal barrels and then has a boot with a spike on it and just kicks it over and over. That is the most fuck. Kick the can! It's freaky! And then someone has to catch him, and there's someone that survives, and they're trying to escape. Who the fuck did I marry? Oh, oh. my god. I was trying to make a horror movie. That sounds terrifying. No, that is terrifying. <laughs> kick the can. I can't think of... Yeah, I can't Coming think... Coming this summer. I can't kick. think of a good one. Will you survive being in the can? can. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to this movie. We start finally... <laughs> I feel like... 40 minutes till the movie's over, people... I mean, I guess that's actually pretty normal. But people start dying. I mean, you. first off, I just want to say, there's nobody likable in this movie. You don't give a fuck if any of these people die. Like, the... I don't even know what their names are. Like, I, Brian, Brian seems okay, but his girlfriend... Uh-uh. I wanted her to die immediately before they even got to the I only wrote store. down two names, and then I just gave up because they all started looking similar in some way. Sean, Sean. is a 12-year-old looking boy. Yeah, he looks like, um, fuck, I forget his name because I'm drunk, but Bevers. He looks like Bevers yeah. a little bit, but like if Bevers was 13. And then Melissa was the girl he was courting or whatever, dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought those two, because they were so boring compared to the rest and looked young and whatnot, yeah. I thought they were going to be, like, the survivors. You thought they would make it, huh? I they thought those first, two. They were the first to go, you guys. So Melissa's going to get sexy for her first time. Let's just talk about that. Everyone in this oh movie, God. for their first time, has to, like, dress up or something. Yeah, like, you know who doesn't put on lingerie? Me. You know who? what else I didn't know was a thing? Like, the one girl gave Melissa her lingerie that she was going to wear, and she's like, oh, no, you wear it instead. Like, I... Is that a thing? You know what? In my almost 36 years in this world, I did not know that women... Share lingerie. Would share lingerie. I would think that's kind of, like, gross. And also, like, lingerie is, like... You have to buy that to fit you. Yeah. The chances are that's going to fit your friends. Not Speaking of unrealistic sexual situations, the first thing, what's his name, Brian? Sure. The, <laughs> They're the all named Brian. No, the guy that's. There's Brian, Sean, Mac tonight, and. Red shirt. So Brian's like... We'll call him Robbie. We all They all know they're going to have sex. They've been talking about it the whole ride there. And Brian's like, if you screw up any of the beds, just make them in the morning. Let's be honest. Sex is messy. Sweaty. There's... Like, they don't talk about that in movies. And all those beds would be disgusting oh. after anyone has sex in them. You know? Yeah, it's gross. Like, I was just grossed out that they were, like, sleeping naked in them. Yeah. Because, like, the... First off, like... That's gross. 
not sleeping naked. Like that's fine. In a bed but that's like not yours, in like, like a f- in like a store bed, sleeping naked. That's gross for you, but also customers. Plus, they didn't seem to mind all the fucking mannequins around. That is something I do not want to have sex around. Is a bunch of mannequins. Oh my god, they were like going at it when there was a mannequin on the bed. I know. You know what is not ever happening? <coughs> Us having sex with a mannequin on the bed? Yeah. That's disappointing. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Who did I marry? Sorry. So. That's gross. Let's get into the deaths. Melissa's the first one. She goes to change into the other person's lingerie. Sexy lingerie. And she gets the face shoved into the sink, which was really full. Yeah, she like drowned, but then she was also like hit in the well, sink. Well, he was like. Bashing Jamming her head. her head into there. So drowning, but also getting bashed in the head. So she did. Sean got impaled on a fabulous sculpture. I know. It's a beautiful <laughs> fixture. It was actually something that looked like it should have been in Beetlejuice. Yeah. It was <laughs> just it three spikes. Come alive, like that. <laughs> <laughs> like wraps around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then we have this like way too long scene about ten seconds where. Uh, Brian and his girlfriend have sex and it lasts 10 seconds and like... She's so disappointed. Like, this is a good relationship. I'm sorry. She's a bitch. She's a bitch and she... I wish she would have been the first to die. (laughs) She didn't die at all. She didn't die at all. So the one guy that comes in also to make fun of him, we were talking about, looks like Max Headroom. Mm, Is that his name? Yeah. His hair slicks back. He wears sunglasses in this dark place with no lights on, um, the whole dri- movie. It drives me crazy, and he's just awful. He's just awful. Just awful. He's horrible. He's horrible. Although he does later in the movie, because the killer guy steals his clothes, he ends up having to steal some off a mannequin. Fabulous plaid bell bottoms. Love them, love them, love them. It reminds me of, like... Back in high school, when I was in my punk phase, I'd go to Goodwill and buy, like, plaid, not bell-bottoms, but plaid, like, golfer pants for, like, old men, and I'd put, like, a chain on it and, like, patches and be like, I'm so punk rock. I was so rancid and no effects. You know what I did in high school? What? Wore my dad's old golf pants, and everybody (sighs) was like, what the fuck are you wearing? And I was like, the fucking coolest pants you've ever seen in your life, motherfuckers. Black, white, and blue, check. (laughs) Fuck you! <laughs> you don't even know what you're looking at. <laughs> Amazing! This is oh my god, they they were fashion to trust. <clears throat> All right, so I got creepy mannequins. Structured dinner time. Hey, they have this weird dinner scene, and then they realize, oh, there's people not here. Let's go search for them. This movie, even though it only has like a half hour hide and seek, the whole movie is hide and seek. What were they eating for dinner? I don't remember. I, don't... I just remember seeing pizza. There was pizza? No, no. I remember seeing beer, and I feel like someone said something about chicken. They brought so much beer. So how did they heat the chicken? I mean... They were just eating, like... It's a furniture store. Don't they have appliances, too? Maybe. Chicken? Ew. Yeah, because they played for a while. Adults playing hide-and-seek. Okay. I I know, I know. Actually, it'd be kind of fun. Uh, Then our... Our, uh... What we thought was fearless leader situation, dude. The guy, Brian... He gets impaled by a mannequin hand. Yeah, but that is not a thing that No one's happen. strong enough to shove a mannequin no. hand, unless it's like got knives on fingers. But. No, but it didn't, as nope. far as we saw. So he gets impaled by that. Lame. 
Blondie gets tied up. I didn't know her name. On top of the elevator. Mm-hmm. And she's up there, like, the whole movie. Yeah, naked and, like, tied up on the very top of the elevator. Which was kind of creepy and sad at the same time. Like, they get in that elevator so much, and all the time she's up there struggling. Actually, and they never I know thought about that most through this whole movie. Yeah. Because, like, that could happen. And if you were, like, duct tape. There'd be no way, and you would just starve. You would just starve and die naked and on top of an elevator. Aww. Oh, that would be so awful. <laughs> did you, did you ever re- like hear about that case of that girl who went kind of loopy in that hotel in the elevator? Okay, so there's video of her like going in the elevator and she's looking around all creepy, like somebody's chasing her, right? And then she's just gone. And then a few weeks later, people in the hotel are like, this water tastes really weird. And they found her body in the fucking water tank oh. of the hotel. Ew. Ew. That's, that's real nasty. Ew. But anyway, that is like one of the big mystery cases. If you want to go into some fucking mystery cases with me, that is one that you should dive into. You want to know my cool elevator story? Mm-hmm. Like four years ago, I went to C2E2 with Josh and Will and all them. And we were drunk in the lobby. And I didn't want to spend any more at the bar. So I got in the elevator to go back up to our room to get more booze that I packed in my suitcase. Yeah. People that are, so I go into my room, I get more booze. I am really drunk at this point. Mm-hmm. I get back in the elevator to go back down to the lobby where one's drinking in the, the thing. It stops at another floor. Sean from Boy Meets World gets on and gets on one side. And what's his name? One of the guys from Firefly or something mm-hmm. like that got on and they were talking to each other. And I was drunk, just like looking back and forth, and I didn't say a single thing. It was so awkward, because we went down like five floors. That's and, like, amazing! I wanted to say something to Sean. I was like, oh my god, I love you, Cabin in the Woods! But I didn't say anything. And then the elevator opened, and they got out, and I just like sat in the elevator for a minute until it binged, and like I opened the door again. I was like, Aww, oh my god! You're so cute! You know, Elevators. The, the coolest person I was ever in an elevator with was a giant uh, guy in a Santa bear costume when I was like five and it freaked me the fuck out. That would freak me the fuck out. Like it was just me and my mom and a giant Santa bear and I was just like, ooh. Have you ever been in those freight elevators? Mm. I love those. Oh, they tear? No. You pull the thing down and then you go up and you can see through everything. No, because you know what I associate with those? Horror movies. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely, I hate those fucking (laughs) things. Although... When I was in high school, my friend, like, broke her leg or something, so I got to, like, leave class early with her and go in the freight elevator to, like, go between, you know, up and down between floors, and that was pretty special. But, uh, no, they, they're terrifying. I just imagine, like, going up and then seeing something, but it's not moving, it's just, like, staring at you, but you pass that, like, like... Imagine how scary that would be. Adrian got stuck on an elevator when she was really little, so, like... It was me and my mom and Adrian, and we went to some, I forget where we went, like some doctor's appointment or picking something up at some giant office building. And so we were waiting for the elevator, and it opened, and all these people were coming out, and we were waiting to get on. And Adrian, just being 
Adrian, the stupid idiot she was, she just like <laughs> ran in the elevator and the door shut and like it started going up and my mom and I were like, what, what? Like, oh shit. Like I was seven, Adrian was four. Like she was little. So we're like running up the stairs to like get Adrian off this fucking elevator. <laughs> it was like it terrified me. It, it I was cr- I was oh, like you said she got stuck though. Did the elevator get stuck? No, but like uh, we didn't like she was. Yeah. Just, I mean, she's like this little four year old on an elevator with a bunch of rando people. Like that's creepy. Like. And my mom had no idea, like, what floor she was. So we had to, like, stop. We had to, like, run to every every floor until we found her. It was terrifying. Like, I was so scared of elevators after that. God, and I can you already imagine had... if you didn't find her? Like, you don't know what floor she ever got off on? Or... Oh, that is terrifying. my God. Okay, I know I keep bringing up these fucking cases, but there is this case where this guy went into a bar, right? And, like... There's video footage of the entrance and the exit, and there's video footage of every single person coming and going that night, except for him leaving. And That's he's freaky. been missing ever since. There was other people on there, and he get, was missing. Yeah, he was. At, you could see him going in. He never came out, and no one's ever seen him since. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> So Blondie's tied up on top of the elevator. Oh, yes. We have the four people running around, the four left. I don't know their names, whatever. Uh, They try to break the shatterproof glass, which was a big point at the beginning where the owner was like, I just bought shatterproof glass. Well, and they keep, like, they keep seeing, they keep seeing somebody Running running back and forth, and it's, like, dressed as their friends. Like, this person keeps changing clothes and like running around and dancing and like getting their attention by being very weird but like he steals their clothes after they die after he kills them and he'll put them on to like be like oh here I am running I think if this movie was remade and they focus more on the killer it would be a lot of fun actually it reminded me actually a little bit of um Terrifier like, yeah. a tiny little bit, but Terrifier was, like, a bazillion well, times better. Anyone who hasn't seen Terrifier out there, it's a new movie with Art the Clown. I post about it on our it Instagram. It is uh, terrifying. It's amazing. It's really good. Uh, there were cops outside the window who were talking to a homeless guy, yeah. and the shatterproof glass did not allow them to catch him. What else? Uh... Oh, they beat the ex-con up. So, yeah, that's... We find out who's doing this. So you're kind of led to believe it's the new delivery guy, whatever. Like, it's not him. It ends up being... His ex-lover His ex-lover from prison. Which they have this whole, like, very heartfelt scene. Which, you know, I think it says a lot about... I'm... I just... I don't want to, like, get into the whole thing, but I'm going to. But, like, (laughs) okay. Go for it. So, prison sucks. Like, our whole whole prison Prison system system is fucked up, right? So, there's that whole thing. But, also, like, male, like... (laughs) 
like masculinity, but how different it is in prison. Yeah. Like there are so many dudes who go to prison and they're straight, but like in prison they're not straight. Like by yeah. their own accord, you know. Not all. I'm not. I'm not. Not a lot of them, but like. Not all of them, but like that happens. Yeah. Like if you're in prison for a long time, that you make friends, you feel lonely. Yeah, that happens, and I just I think that's I think it's very interesting. Like I just think it's a very interesting facet of human sexuality. Like being in that kind of confined space and how it can kind of change what you. Th- would think you would normally associate with. It changes you in many ways. <laughs> I mean, in many ways it would. So Blondie is getting strangled on top of the elevator by the time they're moving back up. They're, like, running all over the place. And she escapes, kicks him in the nuts. You're really proud of her. She does a pretty good, like, hey, I'm naked, but I'm going to kick your ass and get away from you. She, like, sticks her arm and head over the edge. You see it coming. And all the people in the elevator are like, no, she gets decapitated. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like one of the first, cause I remember seeing in a lot of recent movies, but I don't think I've seen an old movie where someone gets decapitated like that. The Omen. Oh yeah, never mind. Way off. <laughs> Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. Uh, they get into a little scuffle, the ex-con comes and saves the day, this is when they have their heart-to-heart like, I don't love you anymore, I'm trying to make my life yeah. better. He gets stabbed in the neck, and then when the paramedics and cops and everyone shows up, oh, and the actual killer falls down a, a sh- the elevator shaft. Mm. That elevator was very important in this movie. Yeah, it was. So the cops are like, or the, the boss is asking the ex-con all these questions, and he could talk perfectly, and he had a giant Bowie knife like stuck into his neck. Mm-hmm. I thought that would uh, sever some sort of situation. You know what? Sometimes it's only a millimeter that makes a difference. Plus, he was in prison. He's tough and hard. Like, maybe he's working out. His (laughs) neck is super strong. His neck is ripped. Yeah. So what's really weird about this movie is there is four survivors, and definitely not the people you expected to survive. You have the annoying girl that you wanted to die right away. Mac tonight. Uh, And then the two that were very forgettable. Yeah, the girl who had... Weird teeth face. And However, she went. She did like a weird strip tease, which was mom, <laughs> mom pants, but with was, high heels. It was her. She wanted to make her for. It was her first time, and she wanted to make it really special. So she changed out of her keds and put on some white pumps, and did a little, did a little strip tease. Threw a scrunchie at her boyfriend and. It was just really weird. I just, I de- like, you want your first time to be special in a furniture store with six of your friends around. Cool. <laughs> with your high heels. Okay. Yeah, so those were the four survivors. Oh, but wait, we have one of those twist endings where... He Hannibal lecter that shit! He was on a gurney. Is that right, gurney? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you see his little hand or foot pop out, and you see the, the double snake tattoo... And then later, it's he's not on the gurney. No, because the else. EMS worker was having a lazy cigarette. He was having a rough day. You know, Carol was being a bitch in the morning. Oh, Carol. Like, 
Oh, God, just nagging him as soon as he got up. He just needed to have, like, a little break. Little did he know you're going to end up on the gynae. So that's hide-and-go-shriek. Our friends raved about it. What did you think? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was fucking dumb. Although, you know I do love some fucking mannequins. Like, mannequin shit freaks me out. You played that video game. uh, Evil Dead or Evil Within. The Resident Evil. No, Evil Within 2. Nope. Oh. Resident Evil. Okay. The new res where it's yes. like that big yeah. sprawling place in New Orleans. And there's mannequins in that. And that is freaky. Like mannequins are freaky. So yeah, throw those in a movie and I'm there. But other than the mannequins and the funky twist ending, I thought this movie was garbage. Like I didn't like any of the people in it. I just wanted them all to die, and... <laughs> not enough people died. Not enough people died. You can't have four out of eight people survive. I'm sorry. That's way too many. That's way too many. Bitch fucking cunt should have died, and Max Tonight should have died. So... Max Tonight. Watching this movie, I found it really boring. Until the end, it was much more entertaining once things really started rolling. I am happy I watched it. It's not one I will ever watch again. Never watch again. (laughs) Never. I just expected it to be way better. I did like that this was directed by someone named Skip Skidnick. 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 (laughs) No. Skip Schoolnick. Yeah, Skip Schoolnick. That has to be a made-up name. Skip Schoolnick. He was, like, cutting class. When he was 12, and the cops were like, eh, shouldn't you be in school right now, son? He was like, oh, no. And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Nick, skip, Nick, skip, school Nick, Nick, skip, school Nick, skip, school Nick. Like, I feel like he would skip school, and his name's Nick, to make movies as a kid. And then, like, he's like, I'm in Hollywood. I'm going to go by skip school Nick. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> Skip school, Nick. Uh, we were also drinking Booker's bourbon tonight, given to us by our great friend Trevor. And Bethany. And Bethany. So sweet little nugget. Probably the most expensive bourbon we've had in this house. Oh? It's, it's in a wood box. How long are we at right now? Like, I don't know, 40 minutes. A good time. Can I talk about something? Sure. Okay. What is it? So, everybody... So, the other evening, I decided to watch four hours worth of Golden State Killer <laughs> stuff, right? Just right. Just on a whim. The next fucking morning was when they announced they caught this guy using fucking DNA, but they found it through, like, the third party open database of DNA. Yeah. It wasn't one of the 23andMe things, but... I would not submit my DNA to, like, you need a court order to get that shit. Like, 
And people just give it away. Think about all those ancestor DNA guys. You're giving away your DNA. It's just so crazy. Yeah, but if you don't kill someone, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. No, it's not that. I'm not going to kill. It's. I'm not worried about my fucking DNA being like, oh, I'm gonna get caught for a crime. I'm worried about. Guess what? Remember when all of those fucking social security numbers were stolen? Mine was one of those. Who's to say that shit can't happen with the DNA company? What if the company that stole your social security number steals your DNA and clones you and then there's another I, one out there? I'm... Okay. <laughs> I okay. know I'm like... <laughs> I'm a little bit conspiracy theorist, but like, I don't want a company having my DNA because what if they... What if they're doing weird shit with it? You don't know what they're doing with that. There's like a clone of you that comes to the door. Like, I'm serious Kill me. though. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like people, like you and I, the regular layman, like we don't know what you can do with DNA. Like we don't, we're not scientists. We don't know all of the insane things that can be done having DNA of somebody. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking crazy things. (laughs) And it's just so insane to me that, like, you'd be like, yeah, here you go. Even though if, like, the police wanted it, they would need to come to me with a fucking, like, here, this was signed by a judge saying you'd lawfully need to give this to me. Like, you can't just demand it of somebody and people are just like, yeah, here, take it. What? It's just so crazy. But anyways, I'm super glad that that fucking creep was caught because he just terrorized so many people. And um, I hope DNA is you. Like, go ahead and submit it because maybe it'll help catch other cold (laughs) cases. But also, like, oh, God, be wary. Maybe you'll have a freaky clone baby knocking at your door. It's going to be a mix with a turtle or something. Oh, God. So that's our episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. Yeah, thanks. Don't, like, I mean, just be careful of mannequins, you guys. Uh, Be wary of anywhere that has too many mannequins for your taste. Don't stay the night in a a furniture store. I would say, uh, I mean, that would be okay, but maybe just not with mannequins. We've seen this movie, and we've seen Chopping Mall, where that did not turn out well. And Dawn of the Dead, kind of. Okay, 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 okay. All right, well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another fun episode. Goodbye. Bye.